Hackers, the modern day criminal. My name is Jack and I'm glued to a good cybercrime story. Just listen to some of these guys. I accidentally robbed the wrong bank the last time I was in Beirut. The first time you steal a billion dollars, it's a bit of a rush. After you've kind of done this so many times, it's almost expected. Want to hear the rest of their stories and other true stories from the dark side of the internet? Go listen to the podcast, Darknet Diaries. Our goal was endurance and get to home, cover the 330 kilometers distance and uh, call it a day. So that was the plan. When the battery actually said no more to go, uh, we had actually clocked 467 kilometers on a single charge of that battery. Hello and welcome to yet another episode on the Mission Junior podcast. I'm your host Girish Shivakumar. First, a big thanks to all the listeners. The listeners who have given this podcast a rating and review. Ratings and reviews especially on platforms like Apple Podcast definitely help in promoting the podcast. So big thanks to all of you. And in case you haven't been following the Mission Junior podcast on social media channels like Facebook, Twitter or Instagram, then you're probably missing something. Because every now and then, whenever I have a big news to share or some world news that is really important in the space, then I create short audio video versions of it. A short post of about a minute or less and post it on these platforms. Like for example, the recent Indian budget and the budget recommendations in the clean tech space or the UK's government plan to cut emissions by 2050. These are really big news and whenever the news happens, I create short post on these channels. So make sure you follow Mission Junior on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and so on. Now on to this week's show. Every now and then I get an enthusiast in the space who comes on this podcast and shares his or her story. Today's guest is Syed Mubashir. Syed Mubashir is an auto enthusiast and he wanted to create an electric car or rather modify the existing electric car that he had to make sure he could travel intercity and cover around 300 kilometers or more. On this podcast, in this interview that I had with him, he shares his experience of doing that. He shares how he got to modify the car and what he did to ensure that he could cover this distance. So without further ado, here's the interview that I had with Syed Mubashir. Hello Syed, welcome to the Mission Chunya podcast. Thank you, Girish. Thank you for this uh, opportunity to share my experience and journey with you. So just give us a brief background. Tell us what you do. Girish, I've been into two areas of work. One is uh, uh, I'm a product design cost consultant. The other thing that I do very passionately is I'm a lithium-ion and lithium polymer battery building expert. So I've been building battery packs and system integrating for custom host equipment in India. The reason that I want wanted you to have, be part of the show was uh, the journey that you undertook. The Bangalore-Chennai route on an electric vehicle with absolutely no charge in between. What was your interest in doing that? The background again is our experience and expertise in building uh, the uh, the energy modules for other applications, which became uh, interest and to see how it could translate for mobility application. At that time, about uh, 2010-11 time frame, uh, the only uh, there was only one legal electric vehicle on the roads, but there was an anxiety about using an electric vehicle. Uh, basically because of the range and here we were doing things related to a technology in secondary batteries 
the lithium ion and lithium polymer which uh, seemed to be a good fit and people were exploring world over to see how this could be accommodated into a as the fuel tank for a mobility solution it just seemed right to sort of explore in this uh, arena and uh, that's how this whole journey started per se have you been an automobile enthusiast prior to starting this well my background is mechanical engineering and as a part of my education uh, i did a automobile related project which also went on to win the engineering design national award in 97 and for which i also applied and we got our patent uh, for the design so yes there's a tinge of uh, automobile enthusiasm in the background to this uh, to the story too yes but coming from a pure play automobile engineering background or a mechanical background dealing with say battery chemistry and other things must be challenging for you to undertake how did you brace up to that a very good question girish but i think it's somebody from the outside of an industry who's always seems to be disrupting uh, something which is uh, very uh, as we know it industry like for example if you see who's disrupting the internal combustion engine vehicle industry it's somebody from a background not necessarily connected to ice which is like the tesla story right so something like a mobile a telephony solution like mobile phone uh, disrupting something like the camera industry so i don't think it's a link basically because of experience it was for me it was pure interest in the chemistry uh, since 2001 2002 that a little bit of this electrochemistry is able to give such high energy density so it was just pure passion that kept my interest going and uh, since i've come from a mechanical engineering background my interest stayed on to being an application oriented product or a designer uh, using this technology so that's the relation to this uh, interest that's really fascinating now let's get to the details so how did you start with the vehicle you obviously told that there since there was just one vehicle you had to deal with it so how did you go about in terms of repackaging the batteries and uh, other mechanical aspects of the vehicle to make it like fit for a long journey like the one you undertook so this un- journey which we undertook girish was in march 2017 but prior to this 4 5 years before this there's been uh, a lot of work that has been going on in trying to understand it uh, understand how something like this could be accommodated into a, a endurance build in the first place two three things happened one i was fortunate that i got some opportunities to work with enthusiasts uh, from industry as well as from many academic institutions for whom we build batteries specifically for elect- uh, for vehicles so mobility grade lithium ion battery packaging was an opportunity that we got so that kept on translating into becoming more uh, familiar and becoming little more experts at doing this that was number one number two uh, 2011 12 time frame we actually got our first uh, electric vehicle which was running on lead acid and we stripped it off the lead acid system uh, after studying it for more than 5 6 months and started finding out what will be the good footprint to put something into this to do our trials so that went on for over 4 years from 2012 till about 16 17 during this time uh, i as i said i got connected to many enthusiasts from the industry from personal users like there's a group in pune who became uh, owners of the uh, mahindra e2o so i actually shipped my car to pune and we did a electric vehicle rally from pune to mahableshwar we did our on our own between pune to ahmednagar uh, to uh, vrd which is a testing center for automobiles while we were doing this sharing experiences 
uh, and gathering data about building a vehicle which was this was a short distance you know about 80 to maximum about 100 kilometers on a charge we said this should probably do endurance so we started talking to people who are aligned to the electric vehicle business uh, our observations was people again in that a uh, f- familiar business or familiar industry we're still having their own reservations about can we actually do endurance drive so we said the only thing we were left with was choosing a uh, an expensive battery system to build and that was the leap of faith so i had to wait for an opportunity where i could get enough high quality lithium uh, polymer cells and i wanted to get the best so that i could probably do this test you know appropriately and when i did get that opportunity so i jumped onto it be brainstormed internally as a team and i have a really fantastic team who was with me on this uh we've actually prodding into unknown territory per se and uh, we said let's go build this table up and uh, let's do something which is long so the question was uh, how long is uh, endurance we said let's do chennai bangalore uh, why chennai bangalore because both are places familiar to us uh, we have workplace works in both places we can do some part of the work in either of these things and uh, uh well we were familiar with these two cities in the first so i said at least a car should go between these two cities so that's how the the uh, the conceptualizing of uh, endurance between these two two destinations started in the first place now after getting the basic things right like getting the chemistry uh, right and putting it into a car or repackaging the car with new lithium ion batteries everything was set right did you face any other challenges i mean how did you decide like okay i've got the right chemistry i've got the right capacity of batteries so what are the other things that you had to ensure before you undertook this journey honestly girish we were always with doing this with a sense of doubt and lots of enthusiasm because that every uh, user or any industry expert we would talk to wouldn't give us the encouragement or uh, the wherewithal to say i think this is possible so honestly we didn't get everything right we actually uh overestimated our battery design we actually have had a uh battery which was a little more than the uh, actual expectation of this uh, whole endurance that we wanted to do when we speak to people who were uh, related to like see the other systems in the car like the motor the motor controller they would say hey this this won't do uh, beyond say 1 hour of operation because the motor would probably burn out or the controller would get too hot that you can't continue the journey things like that so in all uh, earnestness we didn't have all the data right the only thing that we had was this enthusiasm to say what's worse that could happen if it stops we'll drag the car home something like that was how we went about doing this so when finally the day came so how did you prepare for the day and uh, how did you start so from where did you start where did you reach and what is the time that you did you take to reach from Chen- say i think bangalore to chennai right yeah the first drive was between uh, bangalore to chennai there were two reasons for this thing one was uh, we were doing the battery build ground up on a table here in chennai we wanted to do the uh, platform uh, on that electric vehicle uh, right so i engaged with some people who could help us put the chassis together for us and uh, that was done in bangalore uh, so we shipped this modular design of our battery uh, which was done table up uh, we stripped it down in a semi knockdown format we packaged it so that it could probably build uh, be built again into the car in that little footprint so our main goal was we not going to change the dimensions of the car we're not going to ask for extra space we're going to try to package and which is one of our strengths in the smallest footprint this high density battery pack uh, in the same space of the original vehicle 
so that it doesn't look any different from what the existing car, uh, uh, you know, the dimensions and the other details are. So that was the challenge. And coming to that day, it was about six months, as I said, two years of planning, perhaps about six months of actually getting the system right, four months of actually building the battery ground up on the uh, in, in Chennai, about one and a half months of work in putting the vehicle together. So one thing we did was, why don't we make it look a little different? So we did some FRP front and back uh, calls of the car a little differently. And uh, what that was about a two, two weeks of work. And the day we finished the battery charge, we said, tomorrow, let's drive it from Bangalore. So that's how it fell into place. There was no fixed date uh, planned. The day we finished the battery at 12 p.m., at 12 midnight on 18th, we said, tomorrow morning, we'll drive it. And 19th March 2017, we took that drive. Wow, that's really interesting. <laughs> yeah, so so we had to have backup. So my team was there, about four of my team members. Uh, we This is what we did. We said, let's leave in the morning. Uh, I would leave driving this car at uh, an average speed. And I would like you guys to sort of catch up after three, four hours, figuring out where I am. And uh, things come to worse. Let's prepare for towing it all the way back to Chennai. Or if you're very close to Bangalore, towards Bangalore, whatever works well. And around 4 o'clock, 4.30 a.m. in the morning, I started my journey. A uh, lot of excitement, actually. A bit of nervousness. But it was like, yeah, I have a backup. My team will come and pick me up. That was the thing. So I drove from my home in Banaswadi in Bangalore. And I prefer to take the route through Andhra Pradesh, which is uh, the Chitur, uh, the, the Ghat section, uh, coming into Chennai uh, from Melor. What it would do is it would give me a lot of uh, terrain to cover of uh, different uh, profiles. I would have gradients going up. I would have good slopes going down. I could check on regeneration. Then I would have had about 100, 150 kilometers of flat terrain. I would have city driving to cover. So the whole gamut of uh, experience of a vehicle going through a long distance would probably get covered. That was the idea when we chose this route. And that's how the journey started that day. Hackers, the modern day criminal. My name is Jack and I'm glued to a good cybercrime story. Just listen to some of these guys. I accidentally robbed the wrong bank the last time I was in Beirut. The first time you steal a billion dollars, it's a bit of a rush. After you've kind of done this so many times, it's almost expected. Want to hear the rest of their stories and other true stories from the dark side of the internet? Go listen to the podcast, Darknet Diaries. To put things in perspective, especially for listeners outside of India. So this is about 300 kilometers, right? Door to door, uh, 327 uh, on the first drive. Yeah. And this terrain, as you said, has like both. The altitudes are different and the terrains, the slopes are different. So I'm sure this must be an enduring thing. And another thing that I want to mention is the date that you have chosen, that you did this journey, March, is just about summer. Oh, it was hot. So temperature must be a big concern, especially for electrical components and the battery pack in an electric vehicle. How do you deal with that? Very rightly said. So it was peak summer and we had a really huge battery. We had done the math in terms of uh, what to expect in terms of escalation in temperatures. So every, say, 60, 70 kilometers, I would stop. I had uh, measuring devices uh, which would quickly give me a temperature readout. I would actually physically get out of the car and shoot at the uh, uh, motor and other sensitive systems with my infrared thermo scanner to get read uh, and make those observations. So I kept, it, I kept doing this solo till I hit my 100, 120 kilometer marker, uh, by which time my team came over to 
to catch up with me in the other follow-on car. So once they caught up with me, uh, uh, we did some more, uh, you know, uh, brainstorming there to decide whether it's a journey worth going forward. Uh, it was a, it was an easy yes, uh, except that either they had to drive slow with me or they had to go somewhere far ahead and wait for me. So we decided to do that, and uh, we continued the journey per se. So coming to the question of temperature rise, as I said, uh, every 15-20 minutes I was consciously taking these measurements, and it was well within the expected uh, performance range of the whole battery system. And uh, at the end of the journey, we didn't see anything that could alarm us. We were actually excited to see the kind of performance uh, from the whole battery system. And uh, the battery system was lean in terms of design, in terms of not having parasite loads for running uh, temperature control. And that was a good advantage we got of uh, getting this kind of a mileage. So how long did it take for you to reach Chennai? Very interesting question. So it was a hot summer day and I was trying to do endurance. So I told myself, I'm not going to run on the AC, which we had on the car. Uh, We're not going to use the horn. I'm not going to use, uh, uh, I'm going to use minimal uh, brakes uh, because this is endurance drive. Uh, it was so hot. I, at one point around 12-ish near Chittur, uh, I told my team, you go, guys, get ahead. I want to have a quick breakfast or brunch. Here's what I want you to do. We cut in some sort of uh, foam a contraption on the window, uh, which was angular to the direction of the vehicle. So when I'm driving, some amount of air could probably get, you know, cut in and blow on my face and uh, into the car. So that was the only contraption we did to sort of beat the heat. Otherwise, the battery, the motor, they behave beautifully through the journey. Because I, I was not doing high speeds. Uh, I was trying to do an average of 40, 45. Because at the end of the day, our goal was endurance and get to home, cover the 330 kilometers distance and uh, call it a day. So that was the plan. Uh, so how, how many hours did you say? 11 and a half hours. Not a, uh, not a big deal. I mean, for an endurance ride of this magnitude, I'm sure that's still, a good, that's still a good thing to do. One particular thing on the battery capacity, did you enhance the battery capacity of, from the vehicle or by replacing the old batteries, were you able to package more in terms of kilowatt hour? Yes, exactly. That was, that was, the, that was, the, uh, that was our capability demonstration in that product in the first place. So what was occupying uh, in a footprint uh, a 7, 7.2 kilowatt battery system, in that same space, we packaged 30 kilowatt hours of batteries. And this battery was just not cells. It also had its uh, intelligent battery management system within that space, the high voltage and low voltage controls, uh, relays and cabling. So all of that, which is under the seat of the car, in the same space, we try to package uh, our new uh, battery system. So that is what we did there. That's really wonderful to put things in perspective. This 30 kilowatt hour battery pack is now getting to be the standard norm. 30 to 40 kilowatt hour is getting to be a standard norm of battery packs in cars, like in sedan class. So that's the norm. But I'm sure, like, as you said, like 10 years back, I mean, this was not the case. Seven, seven kilowatt hour was probably the highest that you could get on a car. That's really wonderful. So once you reached Chennai and uh, was everything fine, did you plan to come back doing the same endurance right back? No, what we did was, uh, we, as I said, while doing this planning and uh, allowing for a factor of safety in the battery design, we actually had a battery when, after reaching destination, had quite a lot of leftover energy. So we covered the street 30 plus kilometers on the day one and we said, uh, and we found uh, another 17, 20% leftover. So what we did was, next day we again started driving from Chennai towards Mahabalipuram and covering about, uh, and, and coming back about 109 plus kilometers. 
we still had 3% left. So next day, I took a journey towards GST Road, which is another direction of the National Highway. And uh, when the battery actually said no more to go, uh, we had actually clocked 467 kilometers on a single charge of that battery. Wow, that's really great. And yeah, that <laughs> so that was the data that we could collect. Uh, so you see, our vision was 330 plus kilometers, but what we could actually do was 467. And this included just not endurance drive now. It, endure, it actually included all types of driving, including city driving. When we had this data, we, we felt, and also some of our you know, friends in the, who are users amongst electric vehicles said, well, you drove from Bangalore to Chennai, you got a lot of advantage of a gradient getting you down from a high altitude destination uh, like Bangalore towards Chennai. So we said, okay. So on a couple of weeks later, we drove from Chennai back to Bangalore. And we still had about 10-15% of energy left. We closed that loop in about two weeks doing this drive one way and then going back to Bangalore. And my car ever since uh, goes to Bangalore on a 10-hour charge and uh, drives at an average of 60-65 kilometers an hour. And we do the distances today in about uh, six and a half plus hours, including breaks for lunch and tea and whatever on the way, just like any other car. But yeah, we go a little slower because... This vehicle is designed for a maximum speed of 65 kilometers per hour. That's a really interesting story. I mean, it shows that there is a lot of confidence in the vehicle that you have and uh, the technology is kind of evolved. So the first time you do it, it's probably testing out. But once you are confident enough, then I'm sure it becomes easy. Now, looking at the market per se, the car market, how do you see the electric vehicle market shaping up in India? There seems to be a lot of policies that are coming into place and there's a lot of interest from OEMs in this space. How do you see this market evolve considered compared to say five, seven years back when you had to do this kind of indigenous concepts compared to what the OEMs are throwing up in the market now? So I I would still like you to refer to me as somebody who's an enthusiast trying to do and find solutions around this technology. So with that limited uh, expertise and exposure, I would say, I, I rather say that the technical solutions are out there for adoption for mass market. For example, if you look at a market at, say, for public transport, such large size battery solutions are the possible option for moving people in batches of eight, like in share autos, or up to 80, like in buses. But if you look at it from an adoption from a personal transport perspective, we could have in built-in modular designs that could probably be something which I can use for my everyday purpose but when i say go to some sort of a swapping station i could have a large battery module uh, that would allow me to go the long distance that i want but again there's a lot of acceptance that's going to happen and then there's a lot of uh, anxiety and curiosity about uh, uh, somebody just saying hey i'm going to shun my existing modes of transport and adopt something but that, but that will come when there are going to be early adopters and people will show the way and the good people to show the way today should be probably the companies which have the capability and the muscle to sort of actually deploy a, uh, such a solution, uh, whether it's a car or whether it's a minivan or a share auto or a bus. And uh, when it's on the roads, people are going to adopt. There are several countries that can uh, showcase this uh, uh, proof. And we have seen in few years, uh, cities which just had demonstration vehicles now have adopted 20, 25,000 cars that run as taxis, uh, electric taxis. I'm not sure how this journey is going to change in the next couple of years, but I'm really excited because I see a lot of things happening in, in this space. I more I personally believe 
that uh, uh, electric vehicles for public transport that should be the the way which the government should push and uh, coincidentally today when you're talking uh, girish uh, the lo- the news that you see that is happening in the last uh, couple of weeks is more or less tuned in that direction i think we should get there i hope we get there fast now as an enthusiast you did have probably have a lot of learnings in this project looking back now what would you see as the main thing that you picked up from the project and have you applied the stuff that you picked up in other businesses that you take what this endurance project did uh, definitely do to us was uh, we had people coming to us asking us to work with them on such new exciting uh, large scale high voltage and high capacity battery systems so while the project is electric it need not necessarily be a ground based vehicle it is something like an underwater system or some cases it is a aerial vehicle and uh, things of that nature are coming to us which is pretty exciting from a business perspective because uh, we have shown something uh, that works and uh, today as we speak uh, it's about uh, 27 months it's been on the roads and that's quite a quite an achievement to have something that has been working without breaking down and uh, that gives a lot of confidence to people who come to us or when we go talk to people saying hey you know what we can do you all can also do this you can also do much better uh, that kind of uh, synergy and share of confidence sometimes uh, technology and ideas that's something that has been uh, good for us as an individual as as well as as a company that's really nice um, it's good to know that people are reaching out to you and asking you for probably solutions or tips to kind of do something new that's really good on a final note just want to ask you this again as an enthusiast do you see any other endurance challenges coming up your way are you planning for something big uh there are uh, you'll be among the first I'll let let know but not necessarily endurance per se alone but i'm looking at adoption of electric uh, mobility in other spaces which would probably be of value could probably reduce uh, carbon footprint could probably make a meaning Uh, in reducing the dependency on fossil fuel uh, i will definitely keep you posted girish right now we have some things on the cards some things are in the proof of concept kind of uh, stage uh, fairly well ahead i will you'll be amongst my first friends or let know that's wonderful sir that would be really that will be really good to hear about because the podcast is just about that so thanks thanks for taking time sharing your views and sharing the experience of doing this endurance ride Hey Girish it was a pleasure I thank you for the opportunity and uh, I hope uh, more people adopt electric uh, in the very near future and I think it should probably be the way India should also go so thank you Girish for this opportunity to speak to you so well I hope you enjoyed the story the story of how Said Mubashir made this endurance ride it was really an interesting story when I heard it for the first time a few years back and I'm glad I had a chance to get Said on the show well of course the modern electric cars can do 300 kilometers or more in a single charge pretty easily i mean the high end ones like a tesla or a kona electric and so on but in a mini car doing this kind of a range was is really challenging even today the story or the experience again reinforces what i have always been telling on this podcast that electric cars are really economical and they can really fit your bill in terms of the commute that you need to do so yes i hope this experience or this story of said has probably rekindled your interest in purchasing an electric car and hope this podcast has been helpful in doing that now on to this week's action item towards mission shunya the next episode is going to be about 
uh, entrepreneur Shalini Sharma who shares a journey of creating a platform to dispose electronic waste systematically. So as a build up to that I would encourage you to share your stories of how you have been handling waste in general be it the dry waste the wet waste or the electronic waste. So again going back to what I said earlier in the podcast if you have not been following Mission Shunya on the social media platforms this is the right opportunity for you. Go ahead tag me on a story tag me on a post go by the handle at mission chunya where you share your story of how you're handling waste it will actually build up to the next episode of the podcast so if you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet subscribe to the podcast on wherever you're listening to this on available on apple podcast spotify google and many more platforms and if you have a feedback to give you can write me an email missionchunya@gmail.com and the links to said's work are in the show notes section of this podcast episode So until next time signing off this is mission chunya towards a zero carbon economy hackers the modern day criminal my name is jack and i'm glued to a good cybercrime story just listen to some of these guys I accidentally robbed the wrong bank the last time I was in Beirut. The first time you steal a billion dollars, it's a bit of a rush. After you've kind of done this so many times, it's almost expected. Want to hear the rest of their stories and other true stories from the dark side of the internet? Go listen to the podcast Darknet Diaries.